pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we have no Simon Byron today. No. No, zero Simons. Why no. is that, Anne? Uh, he's still got a baby. He still has a baby. Um, and that's an excuse. It is an excuse. <laughs> it is. I noted, and I'm sure this is a coincidence. Yeah. I noted that uh, right now, oh. England are playing their first World Cup game would have kicked off about... Oh, ba- uh, baby was playing up last night. Baby, baby. Gotta, gotta get home. You know, I'd love to be there, lads. Love to be there. I don't know what accent that is I'm doing for Simon. Does, has Let's Simon roll with it. like that? Love to be there, lads. Is love Simon the new there. Odds On OD? He is. Oh, remember Odds Aww. On. I saw him tweet Odds On. Maybe we yeah. should get him back. Should. How are you? Good, sorry. I was just about to stand up, take my jacket off. It's really warm in here. I can't talk to my satellite. No, I know. Uh, I'm good, thank you. Very good. What have you been up to? Um, Just wandering around places. Really? Yeah. Oh, you went on a walk, didn't you? Uh, Well, no, this weekend was... um, Was definitely a wander, not a walk. It was Uh, a wander, not a walk? Yeah. Okay. Looking at places that we might like to move to. Oh, nice. Where did you you wander? Um, West Norwood to Crystal Palace. What is a Norwood? Actually, isn't a Crystal Palace near where Lewis lives? Uh, Lewis Schaefer? Nunhead. Is that near Crystal Palace? I think that's a little bit further along. Right. Crystal Palace quite... is the one with the dinosaurs, isn't it? Yeah. Not the real dinosaurs, the fake dinosaurs in well, the park. Well, they could be real if I move there. Ah. Uh, so that was very nice. Turns out, though, if you're looking to... Buy a property mm. in London. Mm. It's very expensive. It is very expensive, isn't it's it? Very expensive. So, this is where uh, One Life Left's bank job begins, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I was just wondering. Good. Yeah, good. How are you? I am good, thank you very much. I've had a busy weekend too. A bit of wandering, but not in London. <laughs> you just, were sorry. you were just staying hydrated. Yeah, staying hydrated. Yeah. Uh, you've been to Ireland, haven't you? I was in Dublin this weekend seeing friend of the show Taylor Swift. Oh, I'm seeing her on Friday. I know, and that's why we can't talk about it. No. Which is upsetting for me. Well, we can talk about it next week. Zero spoilers. I enjoyed it, though, and I hope you enjoy it, too. Good. That does sound like a spoiler, though. Is it? What? (laughs) I'm I'm very unpredictable. Well, if you enjoyed it, you know, our tastes are so different. They're wildly different, aren't they? Perhaps I'll hate it. Well, I hope you don't. It's not just us in the studio. Thank Thankfully. Goodness. Thankfully. Thank goodness. And, right. I've been wondering. Yeah. You know how we, we typically, for the last 12 years, have this setup where we bring a guest into the studio, but we don't actually let them say anything for the first five minutes. <laughs> we is it pointedly. Rude? Is it rude? I just wonder whether now is the time to, while Simon's not here, whether we should just discuss. Is that an okay thing to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
It is. I don't know. Why don't we ask our guest? Why don't we ask our guest. <laughs> it's Luke Williams from Bossa. Hello, Luke. Hello. How are you doing? I'm right. You might have to move a bit closer to the mic. Is it this one? Yeah, Pull it up. Uh, I'm not sure which one it is. Oh. I think it's. Hang on. Pull Hold it up. on. I think it's. I'm not an expert like you. No, guys. you're doing perfectly. You're doing perfectly. Is there this your go. first time on One Life Left? Nah, it isn't. Is it? I think I've lost count. Is this number really? Because you know, it's like four. Once, five? twice, three times a Bithle. Mm. Four times. <laughs> we don't Whoa. know. We don't know. Four times a Luke, and you're going to be talking about your video game, aren't you? Yeah. What's yeah. it called? It's called Worlds Adrift. Sounds interesting. You've talked about that on the show before as well, haven't you? I've been working on it for four years, so it's <laughs> might have come up. Has that, has that been all, every single one? Has just no, been... no. I mean, the first time, it probably was like Surgeon Simulator. I think it was. And then it was Iron Bread at the, one point. Yeah. And so, so that's two times. Then last time... I think it might have been Worlds, Worlds Adrift. Drift. This is just an update. It's just an update. I think Except this is... for Anne. It's yeah. out now, isn't it? Yeah. In, uh, that's a before. great update to learn. Because <laughs> before it was just a, this is what we're working on. Just a dream, wasn't it? Just yeah. a, um, you know, a notion. And now, it's, now it exists. But so, anyway, no, I don't mind you not meant talking to me for five minutes before okay. the show starts. That's good so to heads know. heads up on that question. Okay, thanks. So next time we have Luke on the show... Yeah. Ignore him. <laughs> but <laughs> but also, let's, let's broach it with the guests before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. okay. Um, so do we have news this week? Obviously. Thankfully. Okay, here we go. On Monday, the 18th of June, I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. The 24th Electronic Entertainment Expo is over. What happened happened and can't be taken back. Nintendo put Fortnite on Switch, Sony showed two women kissing, followed by some violence. Then everybody went home and had some feelings and decided not to talk about video games again until next year. Fantastic. I mean, fantastic that it's over, but also fantastic that we get to round up what happened at E3 right now. Because last last week we did that, yeah. but we had to speculate a bit, didn't we? We did. Because it was not over at that point, and now it is. So what did we miss? Uh, Well, as Simon um, posited... Fortnite would be out on Switch on Friday. How do you was think it Friday? How yeah. do you think he knew that? I think was everyone, it a rumor? I think it was a rumor that everyone, or, or maybe it was just hope. Maybe he was just hoping. <laughs> Are you a Fortnite player, Luke? I've not played it yet. You have. I've not really played any of the battle royale stuff. Mm, have you never played PUBG? No. Oh, we've played PUBG. Uh, let's not talk too much about Fortnite now. Maybe there'll be more news okay, about it. Okay, we won't talk about Fortnite. What else happened? What else did we miss at E3? Um, there was, uh, so, so Nintendo had their one and apparently right. it was... Right, I watched that, it's the only one I watched, oh, so you? I can, I can tell you what happened Good, in that. what happened? Smash Brothers! Smash Brothers! Smash Brothers! Great! No. Great. I mean, great, I mean, great if you like it. Great if you like Smash Brothers, and to be honest, that was what the internet, you know, that is what the internet does. The internet likes Smash Brothers, do you like Smash Brothers, Luke? Yeah, I'm a big fan, I've played you? it since I was 13 or Okay, something. fantastic. You're not 13 now. No. Are you still a fan? Yeah. Okay, good. Fine. This show is open to all viewpoints. Um, why do you like it? Um, it was the first fighting game that made sense to me. Never I hated... Nostalgia. I hated button combinations, mm. whereas Smash Bros is you do like forward and B and it doesn't yeah. move. It's just arbitrary, random um, nonsense. And you also, you know, like seeing your fan fiction come to life. Link, hitting <laughs> Mega Man or whatever. Um, a lot of people really, really love Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, we have you in the studio. Anne is ambivalent, as far as I know. No, I dislike it. Do you? Yeah. I Why played, do you dislike uh, it? I played it, and okay. I just... It was too much. For, it was very too confusing. So it, it is too many things. Yeah. Just cut... Shh. Shh. It is random nonsense when you have all the, like, <laughs> the items and stuff on. Yeah. Right. But when I play it, it we're like the kind of... It's on uh, towards the more competitive side of things. So uh, all the items are off, and you know. I've just been playing it wrong, Steve. You've just you, been playing you, it wrong. You just play it like a pure fighter. So, <laughs> so were you excited about the uh, Smash Brothers stuff? Um, I guess. I mean, no one really got to play the last one because it was on Wii U, mm-hmm. and this looks like a kind of enhanced version of that. Um, and a lot of what they were talking about was 
like uh, what I think what, what turned a lot of people off during the presentation was they started talking about like little mechanical differences, mm. like the the moving air dodge and stuff, and like everyone's sitting there going like, why are but they I, telling us about this? But, but it I just seem very buttons. much catering towards competitive. I mm-hmm. think maybe Nintendo are kind of finally waking up to like what Fortnite and stuff are doing competitively with mm-hmm. esports, and they go actually we should probably try and get this crowd in because they're really their, driving their but, esports short, shot isn't it although yeah. there's quite a big community around Splatoon as well I understand well I don't know I've not played Splatoon right okay um, so uh, they announced some new characters as well Ridley yeah, yeah one of them was um, was Ridley which was a big deal because they'd always been harking on about it for years in what, Smash Bros what is a Ridley it's uh, it's like Samus's main rival uh, from Metroid it's like the big dragony thing and right. the it was way back, I think, in Brawl, which was the Wii Smash Bros. And, mm-hmm. and they were like, we want Ridley, we want Ridley. And Sakurai was like, he's too big. <laughs> he, he, it's not <laughs> going to work. It's not going to work. And I like that they had the little nod when he came in. And it, was like, it was like, Ridley, you know, welcome to the big show or something like that. Uh, they like, had a little reference to uh, it. Very good. So a lot of fan service in the shape of Smash Brothers. Was there anything yeah. else interesting at the Nintendo conference? No. No, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't do a lot, did they? There was, uh, what was the, I think there was Mario Party, Mario, new Mario oh, Party, that looks mm. to be doing some nice things with the Maybe. Switch console. I've uh, not played Mario Party since like the N64 ones. Yeah, but uh, for me, a mm-hmm. bit disappointing, the Nintendo okay. thing. There was no F-Zero. So no, there was the Star Fox mm. game. Mm. Oh, that was like Ubisoft though, wasn't it? Was they, it? They, they, it was like they, their little builder like amiibo style spaceships mm-hmm. but yes. then they're putting Star Fox into that I can't remember what the name of the game is called mm. Star Star Ship something, <laughs> something like that Star so uh, Sony conference also happened on yeah. Monday night did you didn't watch it? it I did not no it was too late done the show mm. gotta go to bed mm. gotta get up in the morning <laughs> and I was then like, yeah. forgot it happened I was half asleep glancing at it so people were excited well the overall atmosphere of E3 seemed to be that Microsoft won E3 this year because as Simon said last week they bought all the studios that was their excited was that it? A go- I think they've done a goal I think they've done a goal is this spoilers if we Talk about it. If it this comes, is comes out live, if this manages to come out before the BBC, Ooh. but um, looking at looking at this live feed of the football, are you watching the oh, football no. now? No, you said you didn't care earlier. I, you were like, I'm not really that fussed actually. I barely care. Unbelievable. So was it a? Was it a? Did they do a goal? I mean, for goodness sake, that's a, that was a cheer. Something seems to be happening. The the, the 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 outside erupted. So yeah, big old big big Harry Kane's doing something. I don't know. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. Yeah, the very important matter of hands of video games. So, uh, Last of Us. There was a Last of Us. Starlink. Uh, there is, you go. It's the name of the game. Yeah. Sorry, found it. There was a, the, the Last of Us 2 yes. had a trailer which showed two ladies kissing and some uh, disemboweling. Mm. That's what I do after I've kissed a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, did you see the trailer, Anne? Uh I saw screen grabs of the trailer. Look, I'm going to... I'm going to give it its juice. Who did a goal? That someone did a goal. There's lots of men Great. piling on well, each other. Well, congratulations. Um, I I thought the kiss looked really, really good. And then I saw some... Um, some what, screen. Wait, wait, wait. It looked what very natural. It? it looked really okay. natural. It looked like a believable kiss. Like, okay. it had sort of, like, the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. It, it looked very, very believable, which I thought was brilliant. And then I saw some of the um, shots from the mocap that they did... Uh, and how it was acting, I just thought. Wait a was... second! Did they mocap the kiss? Yeah. Well, they always mocap their cutscenes. But the, but the actual kissing. Yeah. So the two two so. actors had to. But with uh, little balls on them. Lips. Is that true? Yeah. No. And on the tongue as well, and, <laughs> and everything else. Uh, no, it just yeah, it was very believable, and I uh, I thought that, that was uh, nice, good. If you're going to do it, mm-hmm. do it properly. And what yeah. about the disemboweling? Was that mocapped as well? And where do you put the balls? <laughs> <laughs> They have to, the actor has to ingest it two hours beforehand. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't know. Didn't look at any of the mocap for that because that does not interest me. So I have two things to say about uh, The Last of Us. One is a uh, general reaction I saw on the internet. People were sceptical that some of the things they showed as gameplay could be gameplay, uh, mm. which I guess we'll find out. You know, we... yeah, it was a dynamicness of the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's a bit where she she dodges, like. 
a couple of swipes and one of the swipes she dodges too close to a car and she like bounces off the car door mm-hmm. and like shatters the window and it's like you know and unless they've got the entire environment like minutely set up so it can like you could accidentally dodge into something mm-hmm. maybe then, maybe they do we don't that's know. what I mean that's what I mean maybe they do I know like there was a little bit of controversy when uh, a, a lead animator from another studio responded to someone on Twitter who said the animation looked insane or something mm-hmm. like that then he responded with and fake too or something Ooh. like that which and then, I can't remember who it was and then they res- then the guy from like Naughty Dog responded afterwards and going like actually it's not possible like okay. so so the other thing I wanted to say is uh, this is a game that uh, people like to it's it's a cinematic game um and it's meant to be sort of a little bit realistic, kind of gritty mm. in, in a way that a lot of video games aren't. But still, I, I noted in the trailer Ellie getting hit like a few times with a big old hammer. Mm. Um, that, you know, and then just getting up or, you know, glancing away. And I don't like that. I don't think you can have it both ways no. to claim that this is because, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many times you've been hit by a hammer. Uh, I've definitely hit myself with a hammer on my thumb okay. and that's debilitating enough. Mm. It really hurts. She was, she was properly socked by this hammer and she went, yeah. oh, and then she was back at it. And I don't know. I, I get that that makes it a better video game, which is what this is about, but it doesn't fit with the um, with their sort of... their attitude, I guess, or their, their fronting that this is an adult take on, uh, right, on a genre. I know how they do this. Okay. You, so... You hit someone with a, a hammer because it's available. You just make the weaponry available mm-hmm. slightly softer. So it's, it's a so, mallet's mallet then. Yeah. You just, <laughs> oh, it's, you know, one of those like noodles that you have in swimming pools. Just right. them. Just Perfect. whacking that around them. Then you could get up realistic. But also, you know, there's the intent there as well. So was there anything else at E3 that no. we missed? Nothing at all. That's it. The World Health Organization may include gaming disorder in a revision of the International Classification of Diseases Manual next year. The gaming disorder is defined in part as a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior which may be online or offline manifested by impaired control over gaming, increased priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. A number of game organizations from around the world have signed a statement asking the WHO to rethink the inclusion. Mm, what do you think about this, Anne? Um, I think it's a very, very complex issue. I think that um, as... I think that addiction, which is what this is sort of gearing this towards, a gaming disorder and gaming as sort of addiction and compulsive behaviour, uh, is really, really complicated. And there's often many many more underlying issues to addiction compulsive behaviors than just the thing that is uh the the response like you know playing games might be the outcome of these other issues but they but it isn't the cause of them Mm. so i understand that there are definitely people where uh playing video games has is, has become harmful to their lives in ways that other uh, other activities and behaviours are also harmful. Just, I think, putting this emphasis on the action as opposed to the cause can be harmful in other ways if people start focusing on what you're doing and not why you're doing it. I love the way you just stared into the mid-distance yeah. while you were delivering that because that was a complicated expression of a complicated topic. Yeah. For me, it's taken on a new kind of seriousness in the last five years because, t- you know, back in the day, people bought video games and that was that. Uh, but these days, the best way of... I just heard an, another, uh, oh. uh, another near, near thing. Uh, these days, the best way of monetizing your game is to keep people playing it. Mm-hmm. That's what people are tracking all the time. Oh, how long are you playing it for? You know, what's you know, how long in a session? How long are people are people coming back to the game? And so, it is um, more important to a lot of games companies to keep people playing the game rather than giving them an experience that they play, enjoy, and put away. And at that point, there is uh, there becomes a sort of moral line, right? When it's it's like, okay, we're keeping them playing because this is really, really good and they're having a good time. Or we're keeping them playing because they can't quit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and definitely some people you know think that a lot of mobile games cross that line and we've heard some stories from all across the world of people injuring themselves in all kinds of ways playing video games too much um I'm not educated enough to say where that line is. I do think it's something that we have to take seriously as an industry. But I also don't want to see us, uh, you know, <laughs> doing it at the cost of some addictions, mm. uh, you know, almost belittling other addictions. I think that there's also um, a point to what you're saying about um, how game makers want people to continue playing, playing for longer, playing... Uh, more frequently, uh, keep them coming back. And actually that, uh, in creating a game which intends for somebody to create compulsive behaviours, can be very, very harmful. And maybe that's a thing that we should be looking at mm. as an industry. Not, you know, of course it's going to make you more money, but is is do you want, it, do you want to do it to, the, to that degree? Is that the effect that you want to have on your players? Presumably you track these sort of stats, Luke, on Worlds Adrift. You look who's playing this, especially uh, in early access. And Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, from from the earliest games, right, it's always been as, as, a de- as designers and game creators, you're tapping into the reward centers of the brain because that's what makes the game enjoyable, mm. the way it feels to play, right? And I guess we're at the point now where we're starting to get collectively really good at it mm. and so you know we're really turning down exactly what makes a video game feel good how to keep them playing and and so now yeah you're getting the moral questions of if we know what we're doing like we have to start because con- before you just you go nuts you know you just mm. try and make it try and get it all in there but now it's now it's being as we're seeing now with a lot of uh apps and just other forms of technology right it's it's all data driven it's we know exactly where you're looking we know exactly mm. how many times you click this or do this and you can start to build like a very scary uh, like digital mm. way that a person kind of interacts with things. Well I think uh, also there's a lot to do with this because obviously everyone's talking about Fortnite at the minute, lots of children are playing it, lots of children are playing it for long hours but then I think well when I was a kid what was I doing? What was my like fandom? Because that's what this is, it's to do with fandom, something you really mm. enjoy and you really get into and probably talk to your friends about a lot as well and it's a social point. Um and I'm thinking as an adult, what do I do? I watch so much Netflix. I've got <laughs> so into Drag Race that I would be watching that every single night, staying up late. And then, oh, they've, it turns out they've got more shows that I can watch that are with some of the queens from the other seasons. So I'll watch those as well. You know, everybody has these kinds of things. It, it Love is just, Island is on six hours a week. Yeah. Uh, you, could, you could really go hard for it. Uh, yeah. I, I, saw, um, I saw on the BBC today a, a little video article that was like, I game for 20 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, and I was true. like thinking... Those are rookie <laughs> numbers. <laughs> Telltale Games has made best friends with Netflix. The developer behind The Walking Dead games will be making a game based on Stranger Things and an interactive TV version of Minecraft Story Mode. The Minecraft interactive TV, TV version will be five episodes long and will be based on Telltale Telltale's two-season-long story mode version of Mo Yang's hit game. This won't be the first interactive story Netflix has released. It's already put out three aimed at kids. More information will be coming out on both projects later this year. Hopefully the information will not come out in the Upside Down or some other reference that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, Have you tried any of these interactive things? No, we were talking about them at work the other day and I sort of get it, but I don't... feel like I really need to because it does feel like that is a different way of storytelling that I definitely haven't Luke have, you, have you looked at them no I mean is it just like a choose your own adventure this is yeah. what I'm I'm assuming it's it's almost harking back to the sort of Saturn CD mm. video games where you would have a mm. branching point you would choose and then it would play one you know piece of FMV versus another I'm I'm certain, well, I'm not certain, <laughs> I imagine this is more sophisticated. Perhaps it's tracking loads of variables and then queuing different things. Mm. But essentially, surely it comes down to that technology. Yeah, but then, I mean, at, at, at some point, as you're making this interactive TV show, are, are you not just at a video game, you know? Yeah, right. And, and <laughs> that's it's, it's a line, right? Like from, yeah. you can control everything into this to you can only control that tiny, tiny uh, little pivot points in the story. Um, I saw saw some pretty bold claims from uh, from uh, Telltale saying, you know, they believe that this is the future of storytelling, and I think perhaps it is. I I, I 
clearly we've just evidence <laughs> we don't know enough about it to say that it isn't i did i thought the most interesting point i saw though was that this is bringing that form to a whole new audience and giving game studios if game studios suddenly have access to netflix mm. like mm. as a place to put their interactive stories um, that's huge and it's a different form of monetization right it's a different model for them and it you know if it, i find it very interesting that um netflix this has started with kids shows mm-hmm. and it does feel like a baby's first game oh you only have to make one choice you have to press this button this one time but you're still interacting with a controller mm-hmm. and you're still learning about you know what that you can make choices and that you can have an effect on things to a degree um yeah i think it's very interesting and as games sort of there are lots of games that fit very much into the well it's not a game it's just a walking sim uh, <laughs> and i happen to love those i'm like probably i would quite enjoy these as well and maybe it being on a different uh, medium is quite is interesting and people are more willing to see it in a different light Epic has announced Fortnite's 2019 World Cup competition, but unfortunately the prize pot is quite small. Just kidding, it's huge, obviously. The $100 million prize pool will be split over many events. Players who want to be part of the World Cup will have to take part in qualifiers this autumn. The World Cup play will be based on solos and duos with base on merit. So Epic won't be selling teams or franchises and won't be allowing third-party leagues to do that either. The competition will be open to everyone, so I've just downloaded Fortnite on my phone and I'm hoping to take the pot it is time to get into it, it isn't is. it if it you're is. if you're a uh, hundred million yeah i mean obviously that's not be... just for the winner no but Maybe imagine it is. they haven't imagine. announced they haven't announced well they have said that it is going to be split over oh, okay. many different yeah, but they don't know how much it's going to be split, you know, no, maybe one 99 million nine hundred ninety nine thousand yeah. for one person and a quid for the yeah. other i don't know uh luke is this going to push you over the edge are you going to get into Fortnite now <laughs> no what i just i i'd i'd be i'd I'm surprised there's anyone out there who's gone, wait, what's the prize money? All right. <laughs> like, it's me. This, this is like, <laughs> That's me. I'm downloading it tonight, you know? Like, it just, you know, I'm I'm twice as old as I should be to try and start yeah. getting into esports. If I, you believe like, the as a news, player, anyway. Then you wouldn't believe there are any people left to download it. I think it is just us. Well, yeah. not Anne <laughs> no, anymore. No, she's, she's I haven't in. played it yet, but I've downloaded it. Have you no. actually downloaded yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. This news well. is real, Steve. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Um, are you going to update us week by week on your progress in the fort? Anne's road to the World Cup. <laughs> this is good. This is yeah, future material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll give it a go and I'll see. But I think um, Dexter's our big hope for this. <laughs> you think? Well, he's got all the experience. I realise entering now is mm-hmm. probably, you know, I am well behind and I'm going to have to put in the hours to make up for you know my lack of skill so far but from the way Simon talks Dexter might have this I mean he just says he talks about it a lot mind you that's part of the battle isn't it isn't it Finally, the person behind the fake Kazirai Twitter account has stepped forward and stepped down. The parody account gained 128,000 followers in its life. Puppet master Mark Doherty closed the account this E3 after raising a bunch of money for video game accessibility charity Special Effect. Here I stepped down as CEO and president of Sony in April this year. Mark isn't from the games industry and explained the reason nobody knew who, who he was wasn't because he hid his identity, but because his identity simply wasn't worth knowing. <laughs> Uh, good work. Well done to him for, uh, you know, doing that, for raising all the money for charity. Yeah. And also, I thought, for actually following through on something that he said he was going to do. He said he was going to stop doing it. Yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. Course you, course yeah, you yeah. are. You've got all this fame and adulation, you know, by proxy, of course. You're not going to step. But he did. So yeah. well done. I, I definitely re- wouldn't have done. I'd have, I'd have milked that joke. <laughs> until Twitter closed Should down. found a way to monetize it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- I read his um, his little note and I thought it was just brilliant. It was just a man who really enjoyed the joke that he had. Yeah. Didn't have anything to do with games. Was like very like, oh, you were never going to find out who I was because how would you even know to look for me? Yeah. Um, and I also like that he thanked uh, uh Kazra and Sony for not shutting down the account. He said, they could have killed this account at any moment, but they chose not to despite all logic. I will always be thankful for that. That is a good 
Um, that's a good news story. Yeah. Next to the thing that Sony have been in the news for this week, which has been a bad news story oh, for no. them, bad PR story, what which I thought was going to come up in your because you said Fortnite was coming up later. Yeah, I thought it was going to be about that. Mm. And then you just mentioned the Kazarian. He made it, his last joke was about this. Mm. Oh, was it? Yeah. Thing. Just, Final joke. What was it? It was a cracker. Well, uh, for Sony. Mm-hmm. So Fortnite uh, requires an account, right? Yes. To to monetize, basically. And uh, you can download it for free on Switch and everyone's very, very excited about that. But it turns Ah. out you cannot Mm. use your Sony, your Fortnite Sony account to play on Switch. You can use your Microsoft one and your PC one. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So does that mean if you... So, okay, hang on. So if you have a Microsoft account, you can log into the Switch. So that is your account, like... Yeah, is that your Epic your, account, yeah. essentially? Yeah, just generally your Fortnite player account. So, but if at any point what's, your, epic, what's your Fortnite yeah. ca- account going to be called? What's your name going to be? Anne Scantlebury. Anne Scantlebury. <laughs> so you'll be able to create that on a platform of your choice, not, not the PlayStation. Let's say you create it uh-huh. on PC, because you're a big PC gamer. You know me. Uh, and then you go onto your Switch, and you're like, oh, I've paid for loads of fancy costumes. Oh, okay. You know, I want to use those on Switch. I'll just log in, Anne Scantlebury. Ding. But if you'd created it on your PlayStation, oh, no. it says something slightly annoying, doesn't it? So can mm. it? Can your PlayStation account be opened on, say, your Xbox or no. on your PC? I mean, anything? essentially, you have your like you have your Epic account. Yeah, like, like that's what you play Fortnite through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you connect your like your console services like with yeah um, with your Epic accounts. It might be oh here's my Microsoft Xbox tag, here's my Nintendo ID, whatever. Right? If at any point you linked your Sony like PSN with mm. your Epic account, it locks you from playing Fortnite on any other. That's me. And locks all your costumes, the things that you've paid money for. You, you can't take them out. Can't. That's it. That's it. They're locked in your PS4. And oh. uh, Katsurai CEO made a joke about it and then shut everything down because after that, <laughs> there was nowhere to go. All right. Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. <laughs> listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. The score is Tunisia nil, England 1. Oh, so that was... Yeah, that was a goal happened. You, the men piling on each other. Right, but just I doing don't know that. what colour tops they're wearing. Red. Yeah, I saw that it was red and I was like, I don't know who's wearing red. Well... Who are they playing? England are playing from right to left and wearing red. Tunisia are in the white strip, playing from okay. left to right. Good. I'll let you know. Is everyone having well, a nice know, I time? I won't need to let you know. You'll no. just hear a, hear a roar from outside. Uh, this is Brink and it's Tough World, or it's Tough World and it's called Brink. Not clear on that, but it's from chipmusic.org. Uh, you'll find it there and you'll find all of the music that we play today on the show. I wish I could tell you about Taylor Swift. Next week. Next week on the show, let's mm. have a Taylor Swift special. Ooh. Oh, actually, I know I know what game I'm going to play this weekend. and It's very Taylor appropriate. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Luke. Yo. Welcome back to the show Thanks. for your fourth appearance. Uh, you are working on a video game called mm. Worlds Adrift. Ooh. 
something's happened. That's not goal, though. That's, that's no, goal. That's well, maybe they're just reacting to Worlds Adrift because it is in oh, early access true. now. That might uh, be it. And you're obviously, you know, something's, uh, something's, you know, you get, you get feedback, don't you, in early access? Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it's an enlightening experience. Is it? Okay, tell us a bit about Worlds Adrift first before we get to the feedback. Um, it's essentially like an open world MMO uh, of floating islands in mm-hmm. the sky. And you, you and whoever you happen to be friend or hang out with, you can build your own skyships and go on adventures and explore it all. And every like island is like handcrafted by players and stuff because over the last two years we've had like an island creator out and so essentially like yeah every every you know there's hundreds and hundreds of islands in this huge world and you every single one of them has been made by somebody and you can explore it together so is it a uh, co-op um game or is it a versus game uh it depends it's, it's open world like pvp essentially so um yeah it's it's co-op and it's also you know someone could be on the horizon it's kind of a, more akin to like sea of thieves right Mm-hmm. If you see a ship on the horizon, they they might open fire. They might be nice. They might run away. What's the of likelihood of them opening fire? <laughs> um, it's it's not as bad as uh, it would you might think. Okay. Have, but, you, have you found people um, nicer or more mean than you expected personally? Uh, actually, it differs quite uh, wildly on if you're playing on a European server than an American server. Turns out, (laughs) I'll give you three guesses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, I think I think in in World's Drift at least, because you 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 handcraft the ship yourself, there's almost like a everyone's quite protective over Mm. them. So you tend to find that the any kind of confrontation is met with a bit trepidation because it's like, well, well, I don't want to lose my ship, and you don't want to lose yours. So you know, everyone's uh, everyone kind of tentatively plays nice. We've got more um, features coming in that allows like the trust to be a little bit more obvious like you know stuff like alliances which are a version of guilds so if you see someone who's got like oh it's those nice guys their flag is you know and their name or whatever and you can be a little you can be at ease a little bit more mm-hmm. rather than going like are they going to try and rob me later are they being nice now <laughs> but then they're going to twist like later you know but i think that that adds uh that kind of you know those moments of like tense kind of parts to your adventure really so you've been working on this for four years mm. and then one month ago you pushed a button that meant the public could see it yeah how was did you push the button no i didn't okay. I, I was uh were you present on launch day we were over by chelsea college of arts and i was like 150 foot up in the air what? we did this like it's usually reserved like dining in the sky whatever but we we took that like event and we made it into a skyship, and then the crane hoisted us like 150 foot above London. So we had the entire London wow. skyline while playing Wells Adrift. And it got a little bit windy sometimes, so it would kind of sway and twist, and <laughs> just had to like Why not look down. Why did we get invited down. to this? Interesting. It's a good point, actually. We should yeah, have. Uh, it's a good point. It is. We should you, have extended the invite. Are you out. scared of heights, though? Uh, not at all. Not at all. No. Okay, good. Well, why oh, weren't you we invited? Fine. Yeah. Might affect our review scores. Yeah. Because we are. We're, we're like actually. that, aren't we? Yeah, we That's are like very that. true, actually. We don't yeah. want to. So, um, so suddenly the game was out there. Uh, what was that first yeah. couple of days like? Um, it 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 just kind of manic, actually, because um, with with a lot of like MMO launches and stuff, you know, you expect stuff to explode, and we actually didn't. Like, it didn't collapse and and burn I'd, on fire. I didn't know if you meant explode as in a good. Oh you want no! It to I mean, yeah. If you've ever been around for stuff like. <laughs> World of Warcraft launch now, you know that basically everyone's sat in queues, the servers are going down every 30 minutes, mm. um, and everyone's angry at you. And we didn't have that, so that was nice. Um, so, community's generally been supportive, and, and you've been yeah, happy we, to be making a yeah, game Yeah, we've for got them. a... We've, they're, they're a passionate bunch, but they're... Uh-huh. It's a different kind of... I don't know, You you when, when you build a world like this, they feel like they get a little bit more invested in it. Mm. Like, Surgeon and I and Bread were quite you know, silly and, you know, a little bit, you know, zany or whatever. But then, like, World's Drift feels more legitimate because we do have, like, a vast backstory that we had a writer mm-hmm. um, go through and, and develop and stuff, you know, because it is, you know, why does this world break apart and who are all the cultures and traditions of the past and you're, like, the descendants who are essentially trying to rebuild the world now it's broken 100 years later and stuff like that. What's the most uh, surprising thing that's happened that you didn't foresee that's happened since it's, you've gone? You it's launched. kind of because, you know, we're still building a lot of features. And there's there's one uh, 
person in particular. She's called Anne, and she's a retired 65-year-old woman. Or at least she claims to be. <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah. And uh, and she, she runs a little shop like out in the desert areas of the world, which are the harshest. That's mm-hmm. where... Um, the pirates hang out and they they do their big fights and like you know getting the big scraps. But she has just this little shop on an island, and we don't have the the systems to be able to build on land or anything. But she's she's built like a ship because you can build your sky ships, and all she's done is just sort of plonked it down. And because you, you can shape it all, mm-hmm. she shaped it like a little like a little tavern slash shop, <laughs> and she just runs it with like a couple of helpers. But she's got immunity from the pirates because they need her because she supplies them with fuel and stuff when they're out That's in the brilliant. desert. Right. And uh, and yeah, no one touches Anne and she's like almost like this little celebrity on this server. That feels like that's something that's going to happen though. Some At some point someone is going to touch her. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, but it's, you know, at the moment there really is like, we you know, we're still building like more of those kind of community tools. So mm-hmm. it's easier for those sort of moments to happen. But it's nice to see it happening when we're still kind of got quite a, when we, we really just sort of got the foundation built. Right, know? right, right, right. Um, so what happens from here? Like, what is the path from early access to release? Um, I guess it's, uh, I guess if we're talking like game development, we mm. want to close the loop, the gameplay mm. loop. Right now it's explore, find lost technology, um, and essentially getting fights or maybe carry on exploring the island. You know, there are hundreds of them, so it does take a while to get through more. Um, but then we're building up the like alliance guild system thing so mm. people can more easily group up. And then we have um the the main loop will be basically you're able to start taking over the world as part of your alliance. You know, you can carve out a little corner for yourself and be like, Yeah, we own these islands and then through that you can build your own like floating city, essentially. So how can how can people find out more about uh World's Drift? Uh you can just go worldsdrift.com. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's the website. Or you can find it on Steam, Worlds Adrift. Was uh was <laughs> was finding the dot com available a part of the naming process? No. Um I don't know. It, I remember, like, because the thing is, what you what they never tell you is naming a game is the worst time <laughs> uh, in, in development because it's everyone. I you're not going to please everyone, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a big back and forth. And were you were you pro Worlds Adrift or is it just yeah? I think Worlds Adrift yeah. was one of mine. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. And so I, that I was happy with that one. Quite because, a smug expression. Yeah. Like, well, we yeah, had, we, had, we, had, we had a lot. We had a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, you generally want to keep the syllables down. Because, you know, I see a lot of games now that are called, like, Arkavum, the seed of the land or something. I'm just like, why have you called it that? Yeah. You know, like, everyone's going to be like... Because the domain's available. Yeah, like, yeah, that's probably. one assumes. All right, uh, great. Um, so, worldstrift.com. Where can yeah. people follow you or find out more about you? Oh, I'm at eTurns on Twitter. Of course, with a Z. With a Z, yeah, because Z's are cool. Yeah. Um, which is actually, the, the nat name comes from, uh, is a spell in Skies of Arcadia, which one of the, it was an old Dreamcast ah. game of floating islands and A lot of people are very fond of Skies of Arcadia. So, the, Wells Adrift is, is, is my main inspiration for Wells Adrift is Skies of Arcadia. Okay. Good. So I, use, I have lots of references to Skies of Arcadia in the game <laughs> that um, I smuggled in. Might be time for you to quit Fortnite, get on this. Yeah. Open a shop, <laughs> retire. I haven't even started Fortnite, but yeah, I'll switch over. Nice. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We talk mostly about video games and we sort of half heartedly follow the football as well uh, because it's England's first World Cup game and currently it's Tunisia 1, England 1. Tunisia have equalised, then. Oh, well done. <laughs> Thanks. 
uh, it was no problem. Like, <laughs> I, I did everything I could. Uh, it was a penalty. I don't know if there's controversy around that. I heard some murmuring outside. Uh, this is this is uh, Pointless Pulse Wave. Again, it's from chipmusic.org. Mariochi on Wednesday, but not in England. What? We're going out to Berlin what? to do it at Unite. I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about that. I mean, you have. But we have just talked about it. But this will only it. be podcast on Wednesday. Wednesday, so it'll so be fine. Loopholes. Um, if you're listening to it live, shh. Shh, don't tell anyone. Luke, uh, but we'll be there. Keep it oh, please. Say a word. No. please, please, please come along and sing with us. We'll be using the new system, which will be exciting. How was it on Friday? It was fantastic. Really, yeah. really worked very, very well. It's only going to get better. So thanks to our lead software architect solutions uh, expert lead director, Ed. Ideal. For sorting that yeah, out. Yeah, I think that's his official title. All right. Shall we do the letters? Yes, please. We should do the letters. All right, you, you first. Oh, you, me first. Yeah, you first. Okay, dear team and SSG, yes. Uh, people keep demaking games, uh, re- reveling in the challenge of squeezing something impossible out of old hardware. I recently saw Unreal Tournament 2600. What is, is it? 2600. 2600, thanks. Uh, Deathmatch battling on an Atari 2600. Tom Murphy has gone one better by building a Raspberry Pi into a NES cartridge and feeding data straight to the graphics processors. He can play SNES games on a NES. I'm in. My next album is coming out on 7-inch reel-to-reel tape. What new game would you like to see rebuilt for old hardware? That's from Robert. Interesting, interesting, interesting. New game on old hardware. I played Prince of Persia on a BBC Micro the other day. Someone had rebuilt that for that uh, using the original, uh, using Jordan Mechner's original code, which I thought was impressive, but I still didn't like the game. But that wasn't wasn't his fault. I've just never been a Prince of Persia fan, really. Uh, any thoughts, Luke? New game, old hardware. Um, I mean, I get it's a hobby. <laughs> like, but is there any new game you would like to see uh, stripped down to its basics? Um, no Man's Sky on a BBC Micro. I think you could do that. You make No Man's Sky into a kind of, uh, you know, make the make it a bit like Elite, except for you can land on the planets. I kind of wonder possible? how. how because so many games now depend on like the the amount of systems a bit like mm. for example mm. like Horizon Zero Dawn do you make that and are you kind of just back to like you know the side old scrolling. side scrolling yeah. 2D side stuff scrolling right and you lose beast. all the things that made it that game yeah it's like Rocket question. League I reckon you could probably demake that because it's yeah, definitely could definitely couldn't you could. top down yeah. skidding around micro machines <laughs> exactly it's just basically a little pong hmm. interesting yeah why don't you just take a Pong cart on an old Atari bespoke thing and just label it Rocket League. <laughs> and just Say, sell done. it. Done. Done. All right, uh, next letter from Chris Stewart. Dear team and SSG, E3 is over. And in its wake, I've downloaded far too many games. Currently, I'm playing through the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion. I'm going to do that. It's so much fun. It's a mixture of easy, just right, and frustratingly difficult, but that's why I love it. In the easy stage, it's fun to see how the game mechanics have been used. There are some really interesting challenges, and the hard ones are tough, but always feel achievable. It's been a long time since I noticed myself literally hanging off the edge of my seat with my tongue hanging out while I concentrate hard to beat a game. I know I can beat this if I try one more time. What a great expansion. Have any of you played it? Not yet. Will do. What are your thoughts of it? Thoughts on it? Dunno. Will know. Have you guys played it? You haven't played Splatoon at all. No. You haven't played it. I will play it for next week, Chris. Uh, and is Nintendo DLC better value than other publishers? That's an interesting question. Uh, did I get a lot out of Zelda's DLC? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I really touched it because the rest of the game was so big. But I was happy to pay for it because the rest of the game was so big. The uh, second one was good. The second DLC? Yeah. yeah. The, it, it starts off rocky and you're thinking like, uh-huh. oh god, is this it? And then... Uh, and then it, it blows up and adds like loads more shrines and they're really interesting. Blows up in a good way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It explodes yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but no, then it then ends with a, a brand new dungeon and yeah, I, right. Okay. It gives you a dodgy reward at the end. I was a bit like it's so, the motorbike. Yeah, I was a bit like tonally that's a bit weird, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I thought you'd like that if you like Smash Brothers. <laughs> only, only better if it unlocked Kirby. 
Dear team and SSG, after a number of hard drive failures, dodgy power supplies, squeaky fan ball bearings and more than one replacement graphics card, I decided it was time for a new PC. So I spent the last week sifting through the mess of numbers and random letters that make up the average PC component build. Oh, no, there's... Denny says lots of things and you don't, probably don't want to read them out. Uh, it's all part of the fun of being... Uh, is this all part of the fun of being in the PC Master Race? Reading articles on Tom's Hardware or Hexus.net about Volt voltage rails and cubic meter per minute airflows kidding yourself that you know what they're on about and the min maxing your build is a good use of time with games being dialed back to run on as many platforms as possible and the switch and the switch providing a flexible platform for all kinds of gaming is the pc dying as an essential platform i saw the pillars of eternity 2 is coming to switch and if the isometric point and click crpg isn't a pc exclusive anymore what does the platform offer that others don't you won't convince me not to buy one by the way i'm in love with a be quiet dark base 700 with two silent wing fans keep faith chris conroy i think every three or four years we hear that the pc is dying as a platform and every three or four years we hear it's the best place ever i think it appeals that appeals building your own pc appeals to a very specific type of person who is almost treating building pc as a game in itself uh, but i don't see why you have to do that anymore because you've got zaktronics games which are basically that uh, constructing circuit boards or trying to make the most efficient um, thing from a series components. I don't get it and it seems like an expensive game to play but lots of people love it. Have you ever built your own PC Luke? Yeah a couple of times. Yeah do you enjoy it? No. No. <laughs> I do it just you know because you get yeah, you get better for yeah, exactly. cash. It's min max and kind of stressful though even, surely. What is? It's a general game term which is like and probably applies to lots of other things, but it's just where you you're very, very precise on like, oh, I'll squeeze an extra point two percent out of this if I do this, and I then couldn't you, be bothered. No, I mean, yeah, a lot of time you're like, just no, just you know. I think honestly, uh, it's diminishing rewards. At least for me, uh, these days, you can definitely get a better value PC if you build it yourself. And the last one, I, the but, last one I got, I was like, build it for me. I don't care. Yeah. Good. All right. Thanks for all your letters this week. Mm. Uh, if you want to write to us, I mean, feel free to do that at any point. But you're just welcome to. Can I say that? Do you want to? Yeah. You can do that by emailing us at... Team at onelifeleft.com. Fantastic. All right. Uh, do we have time for a bit more music? Very short. This is Clam and Discoveries. We are one life left. I almost forgot. <laughs> almost forgot. Oh no. We are definitely one life left. Yeah, we are. Resonance 104.4 FM. You know, our marketing marketing expert said, uh, marketing co-CMO, yeah. was looking at our website and said, can we take the one life left branding off this, uh, off our Mario Q website? I'm not Absolutely sure. Absolutely this... not. <laughs> Interesting. Absolutely not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's one no. life left Mario Q. It's one life left Sorry. Mario Q. Sorry. Is today and it always will be, uh, but today we are a video game radio show. And I suppose it's time for us to do reviews before we, uh, before we shut this down. We've only got about seven minutes. Yeah. So 
I think we got shut down a bit early today because residents have got a brilliant live show after us, the Naked Short Club. Ooh. And hopefully they are naked because it's very hot it and stuffy in here. Although, in here. ideally, they won't be naked for the next people on after that because. Yeah, that's. Mm, no, it's not. Maybe hygienic, they bring their own. Is it? It'll be past watershed then, it's fine. Yeah. Reviews. What have you been playing, Luke? Uh, over the weekend, I completed Unravel 2. Ooh, what's Unravel 2? Uh, it's a game where you play as a little yarn boy. I don't hmm. quite know what the official name is. It's like a it's like a two D physics puzzle platformer. Um, but Unravel Two is is couch co op, and it was announced at E3. But it's one of those ones like, hey, look, we're making Unravel Two, and by the way, it's out now. Oh, so it's one of those big secret reveal things. Yeah, so, yeah it's only just and you've out. already finished it. Yeah, it's like a kind of five six hour experience. So. That okay. sounds like my It's one kind of those of just, just sit down in one session, a pretty hardcore session. But which yeah. format is this? Uh, PC, but PC. I'm guessing it's on PlayStation and Microsoft as, and Xbox as well. Okay. Hmm. Um, so, any good? It was, yeah, it was really good. I like the, had nice little swing, and I like my swing mechanics. Uh, World's <laughs> Drift has a grappling hook right, and stuff. So, you know, with this, you, you throw your little yarn and you can do little loops and throw yourself about. Then, But you can also help your buddy so you can, like, create little Aww. climbing ropes for each other and stuff. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you look out for games that you can swing in? Uh, for want of a yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good. Big swinger. Yeah. <laughs> I just, wrong with lo- I just love no. the way it moves. Live your life. What score? Uh, I debated this for quite a while, mm-hmm. mm. but I'm feeling like a good solid 7 out of 10. Fair enough. Good. Steve. Ooh. <laughs> Got in. Very good. What have you been playing? Well, well uh, to show that not only do I talk on this radio show, but I also listen, this week I've been mm. playing Dream Quest, which is the um, game that Holly, last week's guest, reviewed then. Ah. Because, you know, I like to check that they're giving yeah. out the right scores yeah, and they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, so I've actually been playing it on my iPad because I went to see Taylor Swift uh, and I only took my iPad to Dublin, so I was playing a couple of games. So I've been playing that. I've also been playing Zach Gage's Pocket Pool. Um, it's called Pocket Run. Uh, he showed me that a couple of years ago at GDC. And we love Zach and he is an excellent game designer and Pocket Run is pool but with a little bit of poker in it, and it's really, really nice score attack game. 7 out of 10. But Dream Quest. Uh, yes. Dream Quest is the game, I don't know if you remember from Holly's review, were you paying attention? Yeah, of course I okay, was. what's Dream Quest then? You describe it for me. It's like a little thing where you move yeah, stuff around. You do. And then it goes nice. Yeah. Well, that shows me. There you That's go. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a top-down uh, turn-based RPG where you move through levels on dungeon and it has very, very strange graphics. Sometimes, well, you are a stick man. Hey. There are strange... No, I'm not. A <laughs> uh, stick person. And there's, there are strange portraits that look like they might have been drawn by a child. And indeed, Holly was quite, you know, quite mean about them. I think they have been drawn by a child. Because <laughs> I looked, I, was, uh, I looked at the credits on the game. Yeah. And the artists share the surname with Aww. the person who made the game. So I think the person who made the game has probably got their family to draw, which is nice and I sweet. I love that. And sort of changes, yeah. changes what, you know, you can't really be mean about it. No. So I'm not going to be. The game is really, really hard. It is a deck building turn-based RPG. You collect cards. Every time you go through the dungeon, you unlock some more cards and then you use them to battle the next time. It's very, very difficult. I believe it might be slightly too difficult. And actually, if I analyse what I'm doing, I think I'm basically just grinding for better cards so I can get to the next dungeon. If you strip it down like lots of video games, you think, wait, this isn't fun. I'm just playing it. But I am sort of enjoying it anyway. Maybe I'm addicted to it. 7 out of 10. Me, mm. me. Uh, I finished off playing Tacoma, and it turns out I didn't have loads left. But it was a very nice thing to do on a Saturday evening. Um, it continued to be just very, very brilliantly written and acted. Um, it is one of those games that if you're a person who likes to feel like they're making lo- a huge difference to the story, I do. You're probably not going to love it. Oh. Uh, but I think it's fantastic. The um, the world that they have created in this spaceship is really great. There's loads of uh, very interesting uh, human interactions, uh, lots of like little narrative threads to find out in lots of different ways by reading messages and uh, things. Um, 
yeah, I I just think it's really really stunning piece of um, narrative work that has been beautifully executed. Uh, it's really complete, and I just I always I'm just so thankful to games that have an ending that I can get to without feeling like oh I've wasted so much time um, I really 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 enjoyed it 7 out of 10 are there any uh, colour changing lizards in it no I found are why it's coma chameleon We're One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games. And mm-hmm. that's the end of our show. Thank you so much for coming on, Luke. No worries. For the fourth time. We're going to yep. see you a fifth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When something yeah. significant happens in my life. <laughs> yes. I hope so. Okay. Um, but until next week. Uh, We've we been One Life Left. We have. We still are. We will be. We will. Next week. Hopefully with Simon. Depends whether yeah. there's any football yeah. on. See you later. See bye. you bye. <laughs>